0: The passion is what's missing in the in the mainstream content right now. Like you see some mainstream track and field content every so often, but. It's 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 weak. We just need another outlet to where. You know, there's some people, there's some black people that are able to portray track and field in their perspective,
1: definitely
0: their real true perspective, not a perspective that's within a mandate, their true perspective. And their true flavor. The people that are in charge of presenting track and field are dropping the ball right now. And I, I wanna, I wanna be at the forefront of, um, you know, making people as, as, as far as connecting track and field with the world.
1: What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Two Black Runners podcast. I'm coming at you again with another hot podcast. Every single Two Black Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now today, Josh was behind the scenes, you know, producing for us, getting this straight. You know, the angles going to look nice, the lighting nice. That's why I look real clean and pretty but i'm super excited i got an amazing amazing guest from y'all if y'all haven't heard of this man like you must be sleeping under the rock this dude does it all but let's start off here my boy is an olympian okay 2004-2005 Canadian National Champion in the 200. Y'all probably know him from the host of the Unconventional Track and Field Show, uh, Sprinter Views, the realest track and field show. This guy has some of the hottest takes in the game right now, doing big things for the sprints, doing big things for the track and field culture. I am honored to have the one, the only, Anton Henry on the podcast. What's good with you? Welcome to Two Black Runners. What's up, man? Man,
0: appreciate that hey bro but two black runners yo yo that you obviously got those runners lungs yo because that, you held that for a long time yo hey
1: and they don't even know the viewers don't even know that took about three takes too so like i mean i still got i still got it
0: two black you held that for a long time that was that was impressive dog
1: I, I, you know i grew up i grew up in the church so you know what i mean so i i got some i, I got some <laughs> practice in the choir and all that bro
0: hallelujah okay.
1: he said hallelujah <laughs> But hey, man, how's it been for you? You know, I mean, we're in the off season right now of like recording podcasts and doing all that, all that, really. But where's your mind kind of been at? Have you been like working on things or how you've been feeling with everything? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of
0: things uh, behind the scenes and also trying to do some content that's kind of evergreen that isn't necessarily results based. You find a lot of content in track and Field for whatever reason, is always results-based, results-based, results-based. It's kind of like, you know, once you really understand the culture, you realize there's a lot of stuff going on all the time, and there's still characters, and there's still storylines, and things to look forward to and anticipate. So um, some of the content I've been doing so far during off-season has been to do with that, whether it's just interviews, getting backgrounds on, you know, some of the sprinters or some of the athletes that we don't always hear about, and also just some takes that are you know, across the board always have some sort of, um, some sort of meaning. Like, the I earlier, I had, I had a sprint review come out about, you know, what exactly is a professional track and field athlete. I mean, a lot of people in the sport don't even know what exactly that is. So, I mean, that's a constant theme that's constantly going on and, you know, I'm going to be coming out with a video about the whole football speed track and field speed debate and, you know, was, there's a lot of stuff going on in the off season I think it's important for the the content creators not to take a break as well. Um, you know, the athletes obviously got to take a breather, but, you know, we don't. And I think it's important to keep the story going because we can take as many ears and eyes as we can.
1: For sure. I mean, you think of, like, other other sports, like the NBA offseason is is hot, you know, so it keeps exactly. the sport going all year round. But that's why I really appreciate you, man. You always bring a good mindset uh, to track and field. You're very real, very raw with like everything you do with all your shows but i really feel like you kind of like i remember i discovered you from uh when you the un- unconventional track and field with you and jade like just randomly saw y'all and i was like yo like this is you know this is fire like this is this is dope this is dope right here y'all have amazing amazing chemistry and then like you kind of like bring um I don't know, like that ESPN esque, like professional, like and also funny, like energy to it that I hadn't seen. So that's why immediately I was like, "Yo, I gotta, I need to follow and uh, see what's up with these, with these, with these dudes." But I'm also just like, I don't know, I didn't was just like, where did y'all come from though? That's what too, cause I was like, wait, whole boy is from the, he live in the UK, but he's from Canada. Like I was just interested in like, you know. Where you grew up and stuff like that. How did you end up in Canada? What was it like for you?
0: Yeah, well, Canada. Well, both of my parents are Jamaican, and uh, you know we have a far lineage of Jamaica throughout my throughout my bloodline. And you know my parents' generation, like my my parents and also their brothers and sisters, decided to leave and go to far they call it faring. Like when you leave, when you leave Jamaica, so someone to the UK. Someone to Canada. My parents went to Canada just to have a new life and, you know, have something different and capitalize on some opportunities. So then I came along and you know, I still had the Jamaican genetics. So I was fast when I was right away I was fast. But I ain't get, I didn't get into track and field till I was like in twelfth grade. Twelfth grade. Twelfth grade, yeah. And I mean I was always fast, but I didn't really and I used to I used to watch track and field, but I ain't never trained full time, but after the Olympics in 96, I was like, eh, let me see what I could do. Maybe I'll jump on the high school relay team or something. And then it worked out better than I expected. And then ended up in scholarship to Washington state, went all American twice my senior year, indoors and outdoors. And then got a pro pro contract, ran pro uh, for about 10 years. Um, you know, we all had the dreams of standing at the top of the podium. Or crossing the line in a hundred meter dash in that moment of immense glory in world record fashion didn't work out for me that way. But you know, I had a good sprint career, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah, now I just I just ended up landing in a position where I could tell the story. I feel like with the position I was in, I feel like a lot of times if you're too good at your sport, you don't always have a good broad perspective of what's going on. At the top end, you know, I don't want to say the bottom. I wasn't at the bottom, but I'm just saying, like, you have a better perspective when, when you kind of have a... The People at the top tend to just see things, just only see the light. And while they do have a good perspective, I think track and field has so many stories and so many interesting things to talk about across the board on so many levels. And I, I had a really good seat for that throughout my career. I was at a high level, just high enough to be close to the people at the top. And, you know, I I was, I was still able to be relatable to some of the people that didn't make it as far as I did. And, um, yeah, man, I was just, I've always been a storyteller. I've always been, uh, people like to talk to call me an instigator (laughs) and I've kind of pushed that in the direction of kind of getting people into the mind frame of, um, you know, not being afraid to start some dialogue and back and forth with some of your competitors and build some buzzes and you know, change the typical sprint, not only sprint culture, but track and field culture. It's something that's a little bit more, uh, mainstream friendly. And I think that, um, I'm seeing a shift, I'm seeing a shift. And I feel like, um, a lot of people are seeing that the culture needs to change and evolve and evolve in a lot of ways and kind of get back to what it used to be in a lot of ways as well. Cause I feel like track and field, there was a lot of good qualities of it back in the day that, um, we need to get back to. So I'm just trying to get to where it needs to be,
1: man, because it's the best best sport in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, 10 years in the game, like, that really allows you to see a lot of things and, like, what you're kind of saying, maybe not being at the tippy-tippy top. Like, you learn how to and have to have to, like, game the system in a way that someone who is not someone who like is number 1 in the world doesn't like you know like if you're number 1 in the world like you're going to be taken care of like for sure but if you're somebody who who isn't you're going to see all the flaws in the system because even in track it's like you might not be number 1 in the world but like in other sports like in the NBA you could be the 13th 15th man on the bench exactly. you you, you making you know, you still nice, like you still nice and you you're getting paid. Nice. You're, you're super nice.
0: Exactly. I feel like, hey, you don't, you'll see someone that's in the NBA and you'll be amazed by them just because they're in the NBA. Yes. But it's like, if, to be, to have that kind of effect on people in track and field, you got to be the best. You got to be, you got to be a, at least a medalist, but usually you got to be a gold medalist for people to be like, oh, wow, you're, you're amazing. What you do is just phenomenal. When in actuality, I mean, anyone that's able to even get on the circuit is an elite athlete. Yeah. You know I'm saying now, there's obviously the super elite, which, which is obviously a, a amazing to see and be a part of races with some of these athletes like the Bolts and the Sydneys and people and the Ulamars and you know, people like that. But it's like anybody within that world is a phenomenal athlete, just like in the NBA. Anyone within that world is a phenomenal athlete. The NFL, the you know MLS, MLB, those are phenomenal athletes. So I, I think that we, um, for whatever reason, Track and field isn't getting the, the appreciation it's supposed to get as far as that's concerned, except for every four years. When in actuality, track and field is amazing every year. So inside and outside. So it's just a matter of it clicking. It's got to click and something, something's missing. And I'm trying to find the nuances that are going to allow it to click the way it needs to do all the time. Because the way it pops every four years... I mean, it doesn't make doesn't make any sense why it doesn't pop at all in the other years. So it's just I'm figuring it out, man. I put some stuff together, and um, you know, a lot of stuff. I do make content, but I I spend a lot of time looking at the bigger picture and trying to bridge some gaps and some relationships, and some some of the issues, bigger picture wise with track and field, and um, yeah, I'm just plucking away at it, man, because just track and field deserves it deserves to be in a different place right now.
1: When you said, um, earlier that like, cause I, I agree with you when you were saying that sometimes it's like thinking, going back to things that we were doing in the past, like for people listening, what are some of those things in the past that you think that we, we need to get back to?
0: I just feel like there was a lot more characters back in the day, man. And, and people weren't afraid to show themselves a little bit more. Um, I feel like there was a feel where these and also that these also a feel that these characters were actual beings like beyond measure like people that were like there's a, there's a feeling I'm, I'm I'm feeling when I think back to the Olympics in 96 or the Olympics in 92 or the Olympics in 88 like these guys these figures the Carl Lewiss the Michael Johnsons the Ben Johnsons, you can say what you want about it. but I'm just saying, like there was figures, you know what I'm saying? And, it's, and I, I feel like it's been lost. It's been lost, that feel, that feeling has been lost. And it has nothing to do with the sport because the athletes are doing even more phenomenal things than they were back in the day. But it's like, um, for whatever reason, it's, it's, it's being tied only to the Olympics. Yeah. It's like the Olympics has put this grip on it that isn't allowing it to be shared and enjoyed with the rest of the world all the time. I don't know why track and field is in the Olympics back pocket like this because the Olympics doesn't own track and field. The track track and field is a, an amazing sport by itself. And I don't, I don't like, I had the dream of going to the Olympics and, 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 and winning a gold medal, but really it's kind of like that was the dream that was laid out for us that that's the goal when I mean, really the olympics benefits off a track and field it should we shouldn't be we, we we're in a position where we we think we, we benefit from the olympics and actually well, the olympics benefits from us so, so and why does it benefit from us because it's an amazing sport if it's an amazing sport it, it it deserves to be shared all the time with everybody even outside of the olympics in the same way so i'm just trying to try i'm i'm, I'm not opposed to shifting that mindset as far as The Olympics not only being the Olympics being the end all be all for success and 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 prominence for track and field. I don't track and field is an amazing sport without the Olympics. Yeah. I don't bottom line. So I mean that's that's just what needs to be pushed and understood.
1: Yeah. I would say this though, like man, I have so many, so many uh feelings that I'll say, but I will say this. I do like what I'm seeing with like this year, athletes like, like, you know, like Fred and Marvin and Trayvon, like they really have, like, bought in to the culture. Like, I love to see them on race takes with y'all or, like, going on sprint reviews with y'all because like, I really felt like um me and Joshua when we started Two Bag Runners Running Report like, especially with, like, Running Report when we're just capturing running news, that's one thing we were like, man, we got flow track out here for the distance runners, but like we always felt like the sprinters, the sprinters didn't have like that. Like, cause you, the sprinters have the Olympics. The sprinters have the Olympics. The sprinters have the world championships. Like on the biggest stage, that's where the sprinters are highlighted. But on the day, on the day to day updates on the internet and everything, that's where the distance runners get like that most, get so much more attention and highlighted. Oh, and okay. Which is a big problem, which is a big problem in my opinion. So that's why I always love, that's why when I see you and I see like, when I see T and Colin and y'all getting together on Raise Take, like that stuff makes me, that makes me happy. Cause like, that's one of the biggest things that I felt was like, was like missing um, for for a while too. Yeah, yeah, I, I what I admire about the distance and
0: running community is that you guys, you guys have a strong culture, man. You guys have a strong culture and you really support each other sprint sprint i think mainstream wise the sprints hit but sprint culture sucks man like the the sprint sprint culture for whatever reason isn't it's not it's i don't even know what it is you know what i'm saying like like i I know what it is but it's not it's not um like people don't really support each other in that world or even or as far as making it grow and it actually being a thing, mm-hmm. I, I love the way the running community supports itself. You know what I'm saying, but sprint sprint culture isn't really taking advantage of the eyes that it draws, and that's why I got to big up Ray because Ray, you know, Ray was a high level athlete as well. You know what I'm saying, and and still was was able to keep the mind frame of you know showing, showing that the story has value, the story of track and field has value. I think that's important that the higher, a lot of the higher level athletes within the sprints usually just lead the sport and really care to say, say anything about it, unless they land a spot on like, you know, a corporate broadcaster to do some analysis during a championships or something like that. I doing his things. Um, and, and he's, he's been doing this thing for a while, but I think that at the core, you know, like, for someone like Ray at the level that he was at or someone that, the, that was the level I was at to really try to give back to the sprints, I think it's it's a, it's a good thing. And I think a lot of the sprinters now are seeing like, yo, man, these guys are really like putting some time into this. And, and once they realize that we were actually, we actually did our thing and that we, we really understand what's going on. And, you know, we really know how to push and promote and, you know, give some flavor and give some hype and you give some, give some comedy. Like they, they get. They get enthusiastic, and it makes them want to crack out of their shell a little bit, and it gives them some motivation to, you know, try and help us out, try to tell the story. Because, I mean, we we understand the product, but the product has to understand the product as well. I feel like a lot of times these sprinters don't understand their value, and don't understand that, um, you know, they, they we want to know who they are. We want to get a feel for who they are. You know what they're like, and you know the, the, you know, the lifestyle is is interesting. Very interesting people. And, um, I'm just trying to capture it, man, because I think that all the track and field can benefit from um can benefit from the sprints developing a culture but i rate- i rate the distance runners because you guys like you guys love each other, man, and you show it i i, I you guys have always been doing that, and I, I rate that for sure.
1: do you think it has i feel like with distance runners too though because like you get those people that don't play no other sports, man. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the sport they play. Like, they, like, I'm sure before you started sprinting in the 12th grade, maybe you were doing something else. Like, you playing basketball, football, so, I don't know. I was playing ball. Yeah, exactly. I was
0: a- basketball. I was going to the NBA. I could have swore I was going to the NBA. I was playing basketball. Hey, me too. Back in, yeah, like, the fifth right.
1: grade, I was going you're to right. the NBA, bro. But, uh. Oh, uh, for real?
0: <laughs> I take that as a challenge. I feel I feel like you brought a basketball after I brought a basketball because you're trying to sort something out on the court. You know, we can arrange.
1: I don't know something with these Canadians, bro. Like Mo, Med, Justin, I. Why they all think they they all think they ballers, bro? Like they all be they talking they talk oh, well, big. If you,
0: if you can find out the hard way. You know what I'm saying? But we, we you know, what I'm saying we don't play around, man. We just I. And in actuality, I, it would be interesting to see like a Canada versus USA track basketball game. I've spoken about that because there's a lot of Americans that feel like they can play ball. There's a lot of Canadians that feel like they can play ball. And I feel like it could be something interesting at some point. That would be something cool to see during off
1: season. That would be fun. Be I'm going to write that down. But I feel like that's why why uh, distance running people go hard for it too. But that's and another reason, like kind of what I was just saying, like the people that run sprints are like, this, there's a lot of people that are big fans of the sprints. We can, you know, there's so many like the real people who are real track heads that really love track. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think of like my dad and stuff. Like, they love sprints, but I don't. They're the ones that they don't have like no outlet to follow, like their athletes. You know what I'm saying? Like, Flow Track will put maybe Bernard Br- 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 on an interview, but they do it in a way that's not entertaining for people that actually enjoy sprints. Right. And then the the right. distance people you know a diamond that doesn't care you know what i'm saying so what y'all doing is like that's the thing like
0: what y'all do like because you are you were involved in distance running and you ran like when you talk to distance runners like you can capture the energy the the essence of the dialogue and it's, it's it clicks i feel like you know and the sprint has been missing and i feel like that's something that's important because it's it's not only about what they're doing on the track, like these are figures; these are actual, actually interesting people. And I feel like even the field events has been missing dropping the ball as far as that's concerned too. That's why with me and Jade doing the podcast, like, you know, I'm I'm track, she's field. You know what I'm saying I'm male, she's female, and it's like we capture a lot of the the nuances of both sides of the coin as far as that's concerned. But I feel like there has to be some content creators from the past that really under that like there were athletes in the past that really understand the essence of the sport and really understand storytelling and have the passion to be able to carry over passion they had for the sport into the storytelling, in order for it to be a strong message whenever they create content and across the board. There's such a broad scope of athletes and events in track and field that you have to capture each of them, or else when they're presented, when people are watching, they're kind of well, that is why I'm interested in this. Why am I, should I be engaged in this? Why, why? I think that people don't understand why they should be so interested in track field right now. We do, because it's obvious. But people aren't, it's all about how you convey the message, man. I could have an amazing, delicious steak right in front of you. It's obviously the steak is delicious. But if it's laid out on a trash can top and I give it to you, you'd be like, that steak looks delicious, but It's on the top of a trash can. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not interested in it no more. You know what I'm saying? Put that on a nice delicious plate with some garnish. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got an amazing steak, an amazing meal you can enjoy. It's like I'm trying to get track off the the trash can top. Right. (laughs) For the world. You know what I'm saying? We get it. But it's not about us. It, like track and field is not only about the track pundits. So I think that's we need to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. We have to respect the pundits. We have to respect the athletes. But track isn't only for us. It's for the world. We're trying to change the world with what we do. That's what that's what needs to be understood. It's not for track people. It's for the world. So that that that's a shift that needs we need to get out of that and get out of too. We got to do some different things, man. We got to allow some different things to seep into the culture that's gonna connect us to the rest of the world because it's not for us and the athletes ain't going to be able to survive off just us yeah you know what i'm saying
1: no i i feel you i mean as you can see like i'm only on the two but our podcast has been changing running with has been changing like and stuff too and like i want i i feel like two black runners can be one of those i really want to merge a lot of things like i yeah like i said i brought on i don't know when this one will come out but i brought on um I'm not going to say who it was actually, but I'll I'm, I'm wait till it comes out. But I brought on like a, 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 <laughs> a, a, a artist, like a rapper. Like I brought on authors before. Like I want to tap into, you know, I always tell I want to tap into people who jog. Like I want to like these people are interested in fitness. And I think fitness and running at least a little bit. I think there's more people even outside of that that we could tap into. But I've always been passionate about there's so many people that are interested in running that don't know nothing about track. And I'm trying to find – I'm trying to be the place where, like, you know, I could feed you uh, Anson Henry, and then maybe I'm going to feed you Del- Delilah, then I'm going to feed you, like, this celebrity. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to that. And then it's still, like, y'all going to see me as a podcaster that, you know, just loves track and field and I always be putting track and field athletes on. But how do you think that we – because I'm like, how do we go to the level from being, like, these content creators to, like, actually really impacting, like, what's going on in the sport? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, like, how much – because I get frustrated. I get frustrated about, like I'm – I'm hyped. Like, I'm excited that people are buying in, especially the athletes, and they're, like, talking more so about it. They're going on with us, and they're talking about things going on. But I also get frustrated and just, like, man, I just want to find ways – to take action, like and and like do and actually do stuff, and I know the podcast is good; it's a good start, whatever. But I want to get to a place where I'm doing things and like helping create programs to create change right. too. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we've spoken about this before, actually, and I think that um, I think what's important that you do have is the passion, right? All, all, all that you and a few of the other content creators with similar passion really need is an organized infrastructure. That um, has a lot to do with what I'm doing outside of creating content because I was working at CBC uh, for seven years, like Canada's NBC, We can think of it like that. And um, you know, I understand the broadcast world. I understand the level and the polish that's necessary in order for um, content to be taken seriously. And also I understand, um, you know, that in order to really grab people's attention, you have to be a part of something that's organized. You have to be a part of something that seems, seems like it's at uh, the level of a network, you know what I'm saying? And I think that um, right now we have a lot of passionate content creators, which is great but to get to the masses, you know, it's, it's going to have to be something bigger than that. It's going to have to be, it's going to have to be like a network. And, uh, that's, that's, you know, I, I, I'm not, I can't say too much right now, but that's basically what a lot of my time and money and efforts and meetings and relationship building has been around is making that something that's going to be legitimate and something that some creators like you can benefit from because a lot of times we've had people that have had the passion to create content, but they get to a point where it's like, well, you know, I still got to live. I still got to, I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to make ends meet. And then they end up fizzling out and, you know, that passion isn't utilized. But I'm putting a lot of time into getting something set up to where creators like that can become a part of something legitimate and something that's, um, you know, they can eat off of. Um, and that's going to be revolutionary because the passion is what's missing in the, in the mainstream content right now. Like you see some mainstream track and field content every so often, but it's, 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 it's weak. It it doesn't, it lacks the substance of, um, what a true passionate track and field pundit would have. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who's actually a part of that stuff right now. I'm just saying that because corporate interest has a certain mandate, you can't always do everything that's necessary or present something in a way that's necessary in order to give people exactly what track and field is. And I mean, airtime costs money right now, you know, networks are more than likely just going to jump on something that they know is going to get the money because it's already getting the money. But the, potential of what track and field can do you know it's just going to take an infrastructure to be a little bit patient with what happens in the early stages and it's going to pop once it's organized it's laid out it's going to pop because track and field is there's no sport better than it you just once you print it once you present it properly once you got the passionate passionate voices behind it even look at the ufc man like that started out as nothing that started out something that wasn't supposed to really take off and you get you get some people behind it like listen to listen to how joe rogan sounds when he talks about mma it's kind of like yeah i'm not really into, if someone's if someone, i'm into fighting if someone's not really into fighting they might kind of be in because of how this guy sounds like he sounds like this is really interesting to him yeah and i want to know why it's interesting to him that's what has that's what that's what you have to sound that's how it has to come across in any track and field content you know what i'm saying the mainstream content doesn't always have that it just seems like they're just crossing T's and dotting I's just to get the content out there. But I just, to be honest, I feel like a lot of it's weak. I feel like a lot of it isn't really hitting. Yeah. Like the, 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 the track and field events hit, you know what I'm saying? But it's the, the, the is weak, man. And that's, that's gotta change. It just needs some attention.
1: And also too, like I always say for like NBC and them, it's like all the commentators on there, they're strong. They're beholden to NBC and NBC is, their number one goal is the olympics everything is shaped around the olympics like not right. n- not track and field you know and like i've been saying this recently cuz i've been thinking about i've been thinking about starting to write i'm not like a super good writer but like you're saying like i feel like i'm a storyteller and i've had this idea in my head i'm actually i'm just going to say it on here i've had this idea in my head Of like writing an article, article, Mm. or like writing like this newsletter or something. It's and I would be titled like "I Hate Track and Field" because I'm always like, "Oh, I'm the love track and field person, right?" You know, or like, Mm. "I used to love track and field, now I hate it," Um, something like that. Because like, I get so tri, I get so triggered when I listen to people complain about track and field now, because like. We've been talking about, like, these conversations for so long. And I don't know. Sometimes I just get so triggered by it. But basically where I'm going with it is, like, we love track and field, but we hate it. We actually, because we hate the infrastructure of track and field. We don't need track and field. We need a new sport. We basically need a new sport. Like UFC, like with fighting. (laughs) They had to create a whole entire sport. Boxing is so corrupt. You had to create a whole other outlet. And it's getting to the point where, like, right. I'm, like, saying it now. Like, low-key, that could be a movement. Like, shirt saying, I hate track and field because, like. I like it. it. What's the difference? The The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. You know what I'm saying? Love love, mm-hmm. and hate are real close, you know? They're very close because
0: to really have real hate, you got to love it. Real hate comes from love, yo. Yeah, that, I I hear you yeah
1: so yeah. it's just like hey do it man what you waiting on do shoot it, yo. for real though i just got to get my thoughts out but i got you
0: should do it you should do it and do it like in soliloquy format like it's written but you you do you say it poetically yo like maybe lay some pictures over it and then it's kind of like you breaking down whatever you hate about it and then it's just you know what I'm saying create a mood oh, i'm just throwing some shit out there but i'm just saying like i could see this being a thing yo like yeah, no. Game. Yeah. Like, and it just, there's a lot of people who hate track and field for a lot of reasons, but, but there are people who actually love it. I'm, I'm complaining about track and field all the time. The people I have issue with are the people who aren't doing shit about it. They mm-hmm. just want to shit on it all the time. And, 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 and then they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel with, you know, potentially. And I, I think that you gotta have some sort of, um, suggestions or some sort of plan or some sort something to 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 contribute to an answer if you wanna complain. And no one can talk to me about that because I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff right now where I'm trying to get the sport back on track, no pun intended. So it's it's like that's what I need to see. I don't wanna if, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna complain about it, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about solutions as well. You know what I'm saying? I know the way you think. I know there's a, there's a small circle of people who think solutions. Um, but I, you know, I, man, I see the shift happening, man. I do too. I see man. it happening. It's just, it's just, it's just gotta, it's just gotta, it's that one last step, which I spoke to you already about, man. And I'm telling you, is we'll be all right. I think COVID was a good thing and not a good thing from obvious reasons. It wasn't a good thing, but I'm saying from the standpoint of content creators taking a chance, like, well, I got this time on my hands. Let me just try and a little setup together and let me try and put a little bit of content out let me try and tell us some stories about track and field and some people realize that they have a pat- like they like it they're good at it they're getting better at it and um you know it, it put us in a position where it, creators are like i really want to do this and i'm actually pretty good at this and people are taking notice
1: so we just got to take it the next step man
0: what so do you feel like is start, a man.
1: Cause I feel I feel like it's definitely shifted a lot like what do you think are some of the big w's that you saw this year from 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 content?
0: Well, I think that um a lot of the athletes are not only looking at broadcasters corporate broadcasters in order to you know show themselves. finally there were some athletes that were like, well you know I I don't know if I want to go on this, this channel because, you know, the followers aren't really up there right now and, you know, I'd rather just sit it out and wait for something bigger when in actuality, the corporate broadcasters will only care about you if you're winning and if they can benefit off of it somehow. They don't necessarily, they're not really going to be there otherwise. And if you're cool with that, that's cool, but they're never going to tell the story the way a lot of the a lot of the smaller content creators do you know what i'm saying because we get it we understand we know how to speak the language we know how to really portray these athletes in the light that they need to be portrayed in order to be viewed in their brightest light so they they're wising up to that i'm seeing that where a lot of people, these athletes aren't being as you know nose to the sky snobby as they used to be you know what i'm saying and uh i, I like I, i'm 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 I've never had that issue, but I see it and I call athletes out out about it all the time because you don't realize what you can do for, I'm not going to say any content creator's names, but for a content creator that isn't really up there yet, you don't know what you can do as far as giving them a little bit more notoriety. They can boost their setup up. They can get their skills up a little bit higher. They can get some comfort talking to some athletes at a high level like you, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, I'm telling these athletes, they gotta kind of bring themselves down a little bit and get the storytellers involved and the storytellers will make you pop. You know what I'm saying? The the, the real ones, they make you pop. Those are the ones you need to pay attention to, not just jumping on board when, like a groupie, when some of the corporate broadcasters come and want to show you some attention. You know what I'm saying? So athletes are snapping out of that. I'm seeing that uh, more. Not totally, but I'm seeing it more.
1: I was gonna ask you too, like when you were running, like through your ten those ten years, what were like? Was there like little things like you noticed about how you were how you were covered, or was there anything you did as an athlete to try and like make sure you were getting, um, you know, the right type of media attention and stuff?
0: Well, the thing is, I was I was the guy that wasn't necessarily well in college. I was in the spotlight a lot after college when I went pro, I wasn't really in the spotlight, but I was in races with people who were in the spotlight. Like I'd, I'd have a lane in a Gatlin race and in, in a, in a Safa race in a Bolt race. And like, I was there. Right. But, so I was always, it was always a third person view for me. Um, but it's obvious that you have to be the best to get attention, which is cool, but it's not like that in the majority of other sports, like obviously the best get the most attention, But it's in most sports, it's not like, well, this person at the top gets the attention and no one else gets attention. It's not like that because it's showing that there's no value in the remainder of the sport and what everyone else is doing. I think that that's always been an issue. It's always been very top-heavy, more so now. At least there was a group of people that people would pay attention to back in the day. Now it's just the top person. I want to talk to the best person. The best person should get all the airwaves. And it's kind of like, like what, what what if if we're paying so much attention to only the top person because they're at the top, that means that the rest of it doesn't have any value apparently. Yeah. Which is stupid. Because it obviously does. So I think that it's been slowly it's, it was like that when I was when I was in the sport, but it's slowly get, slowly getting worse. And it's not people like to say it's because it's an individual sport, but tennis doesn't have that issue. I mean um UFC doesn't have that issue. I mean there's individual sports that don't have that issue so I'm, i, I kind of don't like that excuse there's more to it than that it's the the, the people's the storytelling needs to be better it needs, needs to be better and it needs to be um you know there needs to be a lot of changes as far as that's concerned because a lot of people like you said before they really like track and field they love track and field they just don't know where to consume it or how to consume it or right? they don't know how to you know become a part of the track and field world there's no real blueprint as far as that's concerned not at just all looking at someone that's the best all the time
1: yeah how do you think too one thing about your content is like you always like the realest track and field show like you always straight up and like we kind of come from this like gentleman least sport that's my another thing I, <clears throat> i've been like You know, thinking about more is just like how like our sport wasn't even created to make money. Like, it was like a sport that like, you know, Roger Bannister, the first person to break four, was like a doctor and he ran in his free time. And they wanted it. Right. They were trying to keep us. They're trying to keep black people out of it. They didn't even want us in it at first. You know, they didn't want the smoke. Right. They were just. It was just something (laughs) that you did as a little, as a little, as a little hobby. You know. You know what I mean. Versus like once the NBA was created, right. it was for profit. Right. When you got an NBA stadium in your city, it's like, yo, this is right. gonna help all the businesses. Boom, 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 and you could tell even you know, I, you know, for by Eugene building a stadium in Eugene, that ain't gonna do nothing for nobody, like really, except for those people little that little town right. of Eugene. I'm not even trying to. I'm going in right now a little bit, but. Right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, how do we break the mode of like this, like gentleman truth, sport? You're
0: not going... <laughs>
1: see, this is see, this is the gentleman sport going on, getting in on me, and now I'm like, well, oh, I'm, I'm going in. Well, I'm just telling the okay. truth.
0: That's what I'm saying. I noticed. I know it's about you. You you usually like to you things as as PC as possible because it's just a culture that you've been a part of. That's usually track and field is very PC all the time. I've broken free from that. I really don't give a shit anymore because I get it because it's not people aren't going to respond to this fake atmosphere that's been set up for, for athletes to act like they're, to not be themselves, to not show themselves, to fall within line, to, and I'm not saying for athletes to be acting all rambunctious, but there's gotta be a freedom to be able to at least say what's going on and speak freely about what's going on and be able to show yourself, show your personality. So for you to just come out and say some stuff that's actually happening, what's wrong with that? It's the truth. Were you, were you in, um, were you, you were in Eugene for worlds? Yeah. Right. So I had someone send me some video of like, the, You know, the environment. Yo, it didn't even look like there was a meat there. It was, it, there was no buzz. How, how, why, why would you even think to have worlds in that environment if you weren't really going to pump it? It's in the USA. Is the, there's Travis Scott came to, to one of the days. They, they barely even showed him any camera time. It was like, it's like people are trying to like track and field. They're trying, celebrities even are trying to become a part of this world. But it's like, what 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 is there to, and how is there a possibility to even do that? It's it's, it's it's the the people that are in charge of presenting track and field are dropping the ball right now, like the whole Shakiri and Shikari versus the Jamaicans beef last year. Like what came out of that? Did they capitalize on that at all with with and Elaine and and and, and um and No. Did they capitalize on the whole DK situation when he came over to run hundred meters? No, it's like, what are, what are we doing here? What, what's like, what's, what's obviously some things need to shift. There needs to be some people that, that are in place right now to step aside and let some other people with some, 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 the proper eyes and ears come in and make some decisions because it's, it's, it's a waste right now. Everything that's happening is a waste. All these athletes are putting these crazy performances out right now, and it's being wasted. There's nothing coming out of
1: it. Sometimes, That's like I really, I really don't think they care about making money. That is
0: busting the CEO for nothing. Like, Not for the athletes. They want. There's some people who want to make some money, but they don't care about the athletes making the money. Yes, exactly. And exactly. Track and field is comfortable right now. There's no reason to be comfortable because they ain't happening where to where it needs to be.
1: But even like, so I just went to the New York, I was at the New York City Marathon, and that's like a, it's a major marathon. And there's like 50,000 people that run it, and then there's a the leaf field. But if you just go to the New York Marathon, it's on a Sunday. If you get there on like a Wednesday, it's in New York City. You know how many events, activations that are like going around, going on, people having podcasts, parties, after parties like there yeah, was more i mean of is. course it's new york city so of course it's more 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 turned up but like we need world has to it was going to be in the u.s like it needs to be like in a major metropolitan city where there's like so it yeah. brings in all these people to like benefit that's why i was like this setting is better than the setting we have for the world championships yes it's new york but that's like Serious. where it should be like like you were saying like of course that's it, where it should be Yeah, like, there needs to be, like, you were talking about buzz. Like, I had a great time at Worlds. Like, people were hating. I would say the stands were filled. It was cool. But, like, after the meet, when it was over, it was, like, everything closing at, like, 9 o'clock, bro. (laughs) Like, you know, like. (laughs) Right, right. Like, what? What's going on here, bro? There should be something happening every single night.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, hell yeah, but well, who's thinking big picture like that? Like, why, why? How is there not someone thinking big picture like that? It's almost coming across like it's on purpose. I like, think it, it is. That's like, what I'm saying. I feel like, like it's like, on um,
1: purpose. At this point, yeah. I, I, I'm. Yeah. That's why I need to write my article. It's I hate track and field because sense. I'm. I'm upset. I'd be feeling like it's on purpose. I'm like, I can't do nothing to save it's y'all no more. I could create different thing things. Makes sense. Yeah, you know,
0: like it's like the um. It's like, it's like the guy who has the girlfriend that is gorgeous, but he doesn't want anyone else to know. So he makes sure that she makes sure that she's usually not really wearing anything that's too scandalous, and makes sure that she's <laughs> up within line, just so that she doesn't get too much attention, doesn't get too much, you know, for whatever reason, get so much attention that it'll it'll be given to the world. You know what I'm saying? That that's what that's what that's what it seems like. They they don't want track if you have to look too good because then everyone's going to have it and we don't want everyone to have it. We want to have it for ourselves. We don't care if it's dying. We want to have it for ourselves till it's dead. That's what it seems like. And that's disgusting. It's disgusting. And I I don't, I don't have any reason to think otherwise because that's exactly what's happening. Whenever someone, whenever someone comes across that wants to make some changes, makes some, you know, make some moves or, or revolutionize, it's kind of like, no, no, we'll just leave it the way it is. We all everything to say the same. Just wait it is. No, 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 we weren't. No, we don't need to do the extras. No, this, no that. Track is just wait it We'll just leave it. It's like, but you, what, it's not going to sustain. It's not going to wake up. It's not going to sustain. So it's like it's just going to be a waste, man.
1: But um, as we get closer to the end, one thing I'll say though is what I love with the people that are trying to make a change right now. People are working together, you know? I mean, yeah, like with race takes, y'all all coming together. Got to. You know what I mean? And, like, me and Joshua, I know we be busy, but we try, to, we try to connect people as much as possible. And I also, too, like, I look at it like. I'll do your thing, yo. Yeah, I be looking at it, too. I would just be like, yo, like, I don't see no one as competition right now, to be honest. Like, I see, like, we all on the same team, and I'm just like, when I see, like, like, T get Sydney on, I'm like, nice. Like, someone got that covered, you know? You know what I'm saying? When I see y'all on Ray's take talking about a particular subject, I'm like, good, someone's yeah. talking about that. Let me go fill the gap over here, you know? That's one thing that I see that I think is really good that we need to continue. Right. It's just like, you know, we got to just fill in. Right now, we got to fill in all these gaps. Like, we got to have somebody that could do the distance the distance runners and the brand stuff. And then somebody that could talk about what's happening behind the scenes with the agents and everything. Like we need all of those, all of those entry points, like, like cut, like covered right now. And that's one really positive thing that I see.
0: That's my stepson. yo. Yeah. yeah. That's Lucas. Trying to get his goalie gloves on watch the world cup. He likes to have them on while he does anything. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. uh, Yeah. You, 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 I'm telling you, you're talking some real, some real sense, Doug. It's, uh, to be honest, I like it's it, the, the network, the network's kind of already there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like as long as people aren't trying to cancel each other out, because there's not going to be one creator. That's going to be the one to save track and field. It's a lot of like people need to, I'm not going to be able to have the same voice as you when it comes to distance running. It's impossible. I I have my lane. You have yours. The, the Jade has her field event lane. Ray, Ray has his controversial lane. Um, um, you know, everyone can everyone does their thing, but it's it's an all encompassing message, all encompassing voice of the sport. You know what I'm saying? It'd be and that's what it has to be. And there's there's this there's, there's a place in track and field for everybody. You know what I'm saying you get your flavor from wherever you want, whether it's y'all, whether it's me, whether it's whether it's you know real talk. It doesn't matter. You you can get it. It's there. So people just need to understand that we gotta we're in this together, yo. We're just together. Yeah, That's bro. It's gotta be.
1: And uh, you know, what I mean, I love seeing all the all the black people getting together though too.
0: Hell yeah! Because when in actuality, when have we really had a real voice within the sport? When the majority, a strong majority of the of the athletes especially the stars, are black. Now, every time I say this, I, always, I usually get, like, some, some kickback as far as, well, look at the, a lot of the long-distance runners aren't. Look at the, in actual okay, yeah, there's a lot of distance runners who aren't black. Okay, I get it. But just but go I, over I, to I, Africa, a winners bro. Are, a lot of the winners are. Yep. Okay, and a, a lot of them, if you look at a lot of the speed and power events that are getting a lot of the camera time, a lot of them are black. Well, I don't see anything wrong with hearing a black voice every so often or getting some black energy. Getting some, getting some, getting a little bit of the feel in there. I don't see a problem with that. There's nothing wrong with me saying that. It makes sense. It just makes sense to me. Is that, is that, is that, is that some weird thought of mine? Cause it's, I think it seems, it seems
1: like it makes sense to me. No, this, it's, I feel like it's much needed. We, it's much needed. We, we the seasoning to anything. So we, we much you needed. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like, come on. And it's, the fact that it's the fact that it's not happening is a little bit weird. Yes. It's not adding up. And and it should add up. I like math. So let's make, let's have the proper equation answer here. We see what it is, so let's portray that. And then the thing is there's different like I said, there's different voices for different people. I'm not saying to eradicate any type of voices that are out there right now. I'm just saying let's hear some more. Let's hear some more diverse voices. Let's spread it out. There's plenty to go around, and we we capture a different point. We capture a different energy of the sport. We capture a different essence of the sport, and we can't ignore that. We can't ignore it. They can't just be one place and one voice and one type of voice portraying track and field. It's not gonna. It's not gonna sustain, and it's not. It's not legitimate. It's not legit. It's not real. It's not real. It's, it's so it's like we you need to. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta acknowledge this, man. We gotta acknowledge it, and I'm one of the people that's always talking about it. I really don't care, dog, because I'm tired of just seeing it happen. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not fair that we have so many stars and so much, so many of the big names that are black, and the voices aren't. Like it's not, it's like, and I'm not saying there's no voices. A lot of people like, we well, look at Adele. Well, Adele's the one person in the corporate broadcasting that we'll see on there when i was at cbc you'd see me do a one two here in the tracking field but i'm just saying like come on man come on come on man and like you said it it's just something
1: we, we we can't ignore we need somebody who own NBC. we need somebody that own flow track man well, was good luck with that but i said, like <laughs>
0: our we own our least, own is what i'm basically saying least. though <laughs> we at least yeah god come on man like, this is just it's i we like i said it's not about like getting rid of anything we just need another outlet to where you know there's some people there's some black people that are able to portray track and field in their perspective definitely they're real true true perspective, not a perspective that's within a mandate, their true perspective and their true flavor. And that's when track and field is really going to pop. I'm sorry, that's just when it is going to pop. It's just the reality. And I I don't see why there should be any roadblocks as far as that's concerned. Yeah, That's sketchy to me. It's sketchy. And if someone was to have issue with what I'm saying, they're sketchy. Yeah, (laughs) That's sketchy. Because I'm just saying something that just should be. So, yeah, man, I, it's just, it's just some changes need to happen, man. They need to happen. It's for the for the sake of the sport. Let me show yeah. this, bro. Yeah, for the sake of the sport, has to, has to,
1: but um. Has to getting towards the end of this too. I just wanted to, so you got Unconventional Track and Field, Sprinter Views, Realist Track and Field Show. Yeah. You kind of want to, for our listeners, kind of break those down, each three really. Like, what does each three bring? Um, Where can they find those too?
0: Okay, so Unconventional Voices Track and Field is a podcast of myself and Jay Johnson, um, former long jumper, silver medalist, European championships, silver medalist, come, no Commonwealth Games champion. My bad baby. Um, and, uh, you know, really the other thing really understands the field. I think that we're missing a lot of value in track and field because the field hasn't really been portrayed either. She really captures that. So, you know, we got her with me He's obviously very track heavy and we do our thing. We, we talk, we talk pretty openly about everything we feel about what's going on and our views, and a lot of things. So, that's, uh, that, you know, at voices of TNF on, uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. And we also run all podcast platforms. We've been, um, doing our thing with that for the past two years. We're getting ready to do season premiere, um, either the end of December or early January. Um, so that's going to get popping. Sprinterviews sprint is a new show of mine. Um, that's just my perspective. Um, you know, through interviews or through just rants, I have on different, um, themes or topics that are prominent within track and field. And my first few interviews were already good. I got Trayvon Burmel for the first one. I got Marvin Bracey's uh, silver medalist in 100, in 100 meters. His is coming out. And Fred Curley's the third interview I got, which is going to be coming out in a few weeks. Um, so that's popping. And the rants are just me going off about stuff, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? Just my perspective, which I, I, I like to have fun with. And then the realist track and field show, I originally started for two other hosts, um, Bernard Williams, uh, gold, uh, silver medalist is 200 meters, uh, in 2004. He, uh, he's a comedian. You know, I always, I've always liked his comedy. He's got some, you know what I'm saying? He's got something to him and I, I've always wanted to see him on a larger platform. So I created a show for him and another, another, uh, I like to call fanalist by the name <laughs> of Mario Smith becoming well known in the track and field world for being a fan that really holds back nothing. Um, so I created the show for them. I ended up getting involved with the show as a producer, but I also was because of what I do and just wanted to guide them. I kind of got involved as well. That right now is because I'm so busy and things didn't really work out with Mario. Um, Bernard has taken over that show now. So that's his, the real track and field show. So I'll, I'll appear every so often and get my one, two cents, but Bernard's been really good about making that his baby. And I think that he's gonna, uh, you know, really do something to push that forward. And um, yeah, man, like I said, just different flavors for different different people. And you know, there's a place for everybody in track and field from a fan standpoint. So, you know, there's content creators that you can choose from. I got a few things that I got off the ground as far as that's concerned. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I got going on for as far as my content. But yeah, big picture wise, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking more towards the network level and I uh, got a lot of bunch of stuff going on here in the UK, which is a good, good hub to start from because they really, really get track and field out here. Yeah. It, it's, they really love track and field out here. Athletics, as they like to say, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm getting some stuff off the ground as far as that's concerned, big picture wise. So keep an eye out for that. And, um, Yeah, man, I'm just, uh, all I think, all I think about and put or trying to do is just, you know, I just want the sport to grow and I just want it to get what it deserves, not no more, not no less. I want it to get what it deserves. And that's, 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 that's the basis of my storytelling, man. And, and, and not only my storytelling, just everything I'm doing behind the scenes as far as the big picture.
1: Would you say that um <clears throat> would you call yourself like an analyst a commentator or do you have like a title what would you call yourself in the track and field game you know what
0: i would just um i would call myself
1: uh it's interesting right i'll be thinking about that too
0: I, I don't know if there's actual uh yeah I, yeah. I, I, I need to, I need to think about exactly what I am because I, I got different hats. Yeah. You know, I'm i I'm a promoter. Sometimes I'm a creator. Sometimes I'm a business person sometimes. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, I've got some years in the sport and you know, before like in and out of the sport. So I'm just trying to utilize all my skills and channel it in every way that I can. So being a Swiss army knife is just what I am and gotta be right now. Um, because there's not many people that have some of the experience that I have, so while it's tough, I'm I'm willing to wear that hat right now because it's just necessary. Um, so I, as far as the actual title, it's tough, man. It's tough. I I have to get back to you on that. I'll get sure. back to you on that. But at the end of the day, like I just, I'm I'm. I'm pro track and fields, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it
1: um you know. so indoor yeah, season
0: I, I like i like seeing people like you around man because you know what i'm saying you do your thing, yo I, I i give you your ratings but you really do your thing, yo like i i i love seeing y'all like y'all made distance running interesting to me i can't tell you this enough because yeah, that's a huge compliment too that's a huge compliment like me isn't necessarily going to be it's the truth though it's the absolute truth i'm not going to really i'm not going to pay attention to distance running except for if it's from you guys because i'm interested you guys do it in a way that's int- interesting to me i i hear you guys you know what i'm saying you connect to someone like me of my culture and of my you know my perspective of track and field you guys hit that and there's a lot of people like me that you will connect to and a lot of people that probably haven't even come across you yet that you will connect to and uh good that's why i like to see what y'all are doing man because it's you guys can spread it. You guys can spread that. You can spread track and field, yeah, and make it so that people ain't going to the bathroom during the distance events, yeah. <laughs>
1: hey man, that's funny. I think it's because we eight hundred meter, because we ran the eight hundred. I think that's why. Because you like you you ride in the middle where like you still got some sprinter friends you hang out with, but you understand what the distance people going through. Right. Like I right, feel like that's right. I feel like you just have a an appreciation for the for the sport that's like different than someone that might just be in distance like doing like the 5k and then versus someone that's doing the 100 you're like right in that right in that middle spot i feel like that's i feel like that's why we connect right, with so right. many because i could go to the that's marathon true, right? i could understand the marathon but i could be at the olympics watching the 100 and still be hyped for it so like right
0: that's tight
1: that's tight yeah, and that's why with Two Black Runners, I want to encompass all of it because then I work for a brand. So, like, I'm just 10 toes down within, like, just running culture, track and field culture, like, all of it. But, like, track is always going to be the one that, you know, got me to where I am. I'm always going to come to and try and give back to, you know. Um, mm. But with track season, you know, we co- it's coming up some indoor meets um what are you looking yeah. forward to anything you're looking forward to this indoor season or even like outdoor season
0: yeah man i got some trash talk starting between marvin bracy and Marcel jake i seen that you i seen that. Saying? so and also trayvon got involved in it fred got involved in it like there's a there's a buzz building up for, for the 60 meters indoors right now so i'm just i can't wait to see some of these guys line up because indoors is is It could be a thing like it's usually been seen as just outdoor prep when actually it's a season. That's something back in the day people used to do too. Even after Donovan Bailey won the Olympics in the hundred, he was running indoors that indoors afterwards. I think he set the 50 meter, the 50 meter world record actually. And um, I think some of the stars need to do indoors more because it's a, it's a season. It's not, it's not just outdoor preparation. That's a season. So oh, I got a, I got some tracks, some trash talk started between. I'd never seen Marcel really say much, but he responded to one of these um, Instagram stories I put out, basically reiterating what Marvin was saying about what he's gonna do when he gets on the track. And then Marcel, Marcel Jacobs, for those who don't know, the Olympic champion, the hundred meters, responded and basically said, "Yeah, he's good for second and third. Basically, Ooh. he basically said that. Ooh, and, uh, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin Marvin was like, okay, that's funny, Marcel, but I'll see you. You'll see me. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's something I'm, I'm pretty excited for. And uh, yeah, man, I think indoors on many levels and many different events needs to be taken a bit more seriously, even from the athletes, because if the athletes aren't taking it seriously, why would the general public take it seriously? So. Wake up, athletes! Get out there, yo! Show yourself during indoor season. Why not?
1: Yeah, we want to see y'all. I saw I saw you on Trayvon's head about him trying to run that four.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want no to try to see Trayvon run a four hundred. <laughs> I'm not. Who else for what? And you're going to be in there at a four hundred when when though you Marvin Ronnie, um, potentially Fred Christian Coleman are out there running the sixty. Run why? Why? Nah, man, you can get up. You better get up in that race. New Balance Invitational could be a hot race. You keep your head up. Keep your head up for that because Marvin said he's already going. Christian Coleman said he's already going. Um, and uh, Noah Lyles, he won last year. He's going. Trayvon said he's going now. Well, he was gonna run a four, but now he says he's gonna run a sixty. That's gonna be that's gonna be a crazy sixty, a crazy sixty. So that's something I'm looking forward to indoors the avengers hey, what do you what do you uh what do you think about the whole um athlete of the year world athletics thing it hey, was is, is this supposed to be something that we're supposed to be hyped about because it's kind of like
1: we try i mean we didn't have the time what like is, as much what we what tried to hype it up like i feel like it's gotten hyped up the past two years because of content creators a little bit if you really follow but like other than that i'd even know about it i'd even know what it was like four four years ago before i started doing this i didn't even i didn't even know that they did that
0: they me neither me neither but i mean even now it's, it's 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 not like it's getting better every year it's still kind of like well now i we know about it but i don't know is it is it supposed to be and i'm kind of i'm a little upset that sharika Jackson at least wasn't in the last five in the, in the the, the final five contestants for the award on the women's side. That is crazy. A little bit weird to me. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think as far as the winner, a lot of people would be like, well, you got to stick to the stats of how, how people did. And I think it has to have a balance of statistics, popularity, competitiveness of event, And um, I think that it has to be someone who's going to, you know, make the sport look good. You know what I'm saying? Someone that people can look at if they hear about the athlete of the year, male or female, you see that person, you're like, whoa, that person makes me want to watch the sport. That person makes me want to make track and field interesting. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a very important part too. It has to be all-encompassing as far as all those things.
1: I think that they need to like do it Cover it like the Bowerman or like the Heisman is covered though too. Like talk about it during the year, like where people rank and stuff like that. Cause it's like Right. Bro, we're about to start indoor season and we're just about to announce who was the athlete of the year. Like,
0: like, what's the point? Yeah. Like I, I can't even really I'm I'm, I'm so past twenty twenty two now. Like what are we what is yeah. this?
1: What for real. You? I'm already setting thinking of my goals for the next year, you know?
0: you know what I'm saying and and you're right that's a good point you just made it should be it should be like more of a thing yes like no no pun intended but it should be something that's spoken about throughout the year like who's gonna get it type yeah. of thing like a like like the Bowerman like a like a Grammy yeah like something you know what I'm saying like it's not anything it's just kind of like hey by the way these are the athletes of the year hooray no one's even thinking about that no more. No. Track people aren't even thinking about it no more. So what does the general public is even going to have any type of notion of what's going on with the World Athletics Athlete of the Year?
1: You don't even know if that's a thing. I'm no. Not the only, re- the really the only reason I know about it is because like we've covered it at times. Other people have covered it at times, but I don't know about it because of World Athletics. Sorry, World Athletics, right. but y'all got to do a better job of, of uh, hyping that because.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I, we're allowed to say that, right? Because it's just the what it is. Yeah. So, I think, I think you know what's funny about track and field? It's pretty cut and dry. When, when the clock says something, that's what it is. You see it, that's what it is. It goes the same for, for how the sport's being presented. What we're seeing, it's what it is. It's not, things aren't clear for anybody right now. Things aren't fun. Things aren't, things don't really even capture the sport. That's what we're seeing. It's just the reality. So I'm with you, man. I see it and I'm saying I see it, which is fine. (laughs) People say what they see on the track all the time with no type of, no type of anything going against them. So I'll free to speak about this too.
1: Yeah. bro there really was low key a lot of drama this year though that that was like not like in a negative way like even I mean like Shakiri would say it was a negative but like it was made it it spiced it up a little bit just cause we had it covered a little like you know what I'm saying like when I think back to like some of the stuff that was happening at meets and everything it was low key it was a little spicy at times I, it was it was exciting you know like what's about to happen like at certain times
0: I'm a big fan of Shakiri man everyone knows that I'm a big fan of shakari but i like the fact that she's kind of crossed over and she's she kind of just does her thing she's herself but on the low people didn't really realize that um the only other person to beat rika jackson and elaine thompson in the 100 meters there's only two people that did that there was shellyan fraser price obviously and shakari richardson she beat both of them last year, and she wasn't even she didn't even really seem like she was fully in shape last year. So for her to be able to do that, beat the silver and bronze medalist in a hundred meters,
1: we just needed to fully
0: totally full strength. It's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. We just needed to be raining, bro. Scary, scary. <laughs> so shoot, come on, man. It wasn't really about the. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I yo, I'm so confident in the fact that she's gonna, she's gonna turn it around. I, I just can't wait. Like, you're not really hating on her, but there's people who really have been hating on her, yo. I can't wait to see the backtracking. I
1: can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. No, honestly, bro, we gas, we gas, carry, we we gas and carry, bro. Heavy, like heavy, heavy. But I will say this: like, there's a lot of women right now. Like, there's a lot of good women. There's a lot of good women. There is. It's like she's not the and only I one. I was uh,
0: and, uh, I was on uh race take and I was basically saying uh, we're talking about Melissa Jefferson, and yeah. I was basically saying, I I wasn't really I wasn't hating on. It. I was basically saying you know I need to see more, and also, we don't know what she's gonna be doing in a few years. I'm, mean, I was saying that we don't necessarily know if she's still gonna be with her coach. I was just saying there's a lot of questions. I'm not totally convinced. Yo, man, her coach and her have been, like, all up in my DMs. <laughs> yo. Not really. All in good fun, though, right? But they'll they, they, they be sending me these videos, like, updating me on what's going on. Like, you, you see what she's doing here? Hey, you got a message for Anson? Hey, da-da-da. It's been kind of funny, yo. I like I that energy, though. I know. I'm seeing I'm seeing a side of her that I really like and the coach, too. So I'm kind of more, I want to see her do well now. You know what I'm saying? She still gotta show me something. But at least she you know what I'm saying. She she made it known that I'm gonna I'm gonna check this dude and let him know what's going on, you know. And and the coach too. You know what I'm saying? And it was it's been pretty fun, you know? We've been going back and forth a little bit, but um I feel like she's gonna run a lot of indoors because I mean she won NCs and she's she I, I I just wanna see a star. I wanna see a star, man. I wanna see some stars. And I wanna see the stars. Showed their face a lot.
1: All right. Um, yeah. I got a couple more closeout questions. I guess one, one I'll ask you too, just because we're on, who you, so who are you rooting for in the World Cup? Canada or is, Canada, is it? Canada, man. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Canada,
0: but, but yeah, obviously England is a very, very close second. But I feel like England's going to go farther. But I mean, Canada, Canada, I don't know. You never know in the world cup, man. You just got to have a good tournament. You don't have to be the best team. You just have to have a good tournament. So if they win today. Well, I don't, this is going to date the podcast. So whatever. Um, but if they get through that first round. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what can happen in the knockout stage, man? Who yeah. knows?
1: I would love to see Canada at least get to the semis. Um, well, One other yeah, question okay. we always ask who do you who else do you think would be good, like any recommendations for who should have on the pot on this pod that we haven't had before?
0: I think that you should have You should have uh Vernon Norwood. Vernon Norwood. Oh that dude's funny. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Vernon Norwood, he's always always in the mix he's just not not a medalist but he's always in the diamond league finals. he's just always on the circuit he's always in making teams but he might be the funniest man in track and field i think that he would have a lot of interesting takes and i think a lot of characters like this should get more camera time you always got to be the best to be like contributing as far as the value of the sport and he's he's actually very very funny
1: but then my last question we always ask this one uh what mark do you wanna leave on the sport uh, i want to i
0: wanna be seen as the guy that never gave up on it and um turned it around I want people to 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 i want to inspire people as far as that's concerned to where it seems like something is over. And it wasn't, it just ta- it just took some belief and it just took some passion and it took some determination and it took some, it took some work. Um, so I just want to be at the forefront of the shift and I want to, I want to be at the forefront of, um, you know, making people as, as, as far as connecting track and field with the world, not only for every four years really connecting people with track and field i want to i want to be known as one of the guys at the forefront of that
1: i'll be good with that well anton i think you're already doing that we appreciate you everything y'all do, everything you're doing everything you doing straight up bro it's about time we needed you on this a minute for a minute so I'm happy we got this in.
0: this is fun yeah and yeah, keep doing your thing dog Keep doing your thing, yo. I really, I really, really like what you guys are doing, man. For appreciate
1: real. you, bro. But yeah, thank you all for the listening. One
0: named Cole Hawker,
1: <laughs> yo. That was one. <laughs> that was the greatest prediction. That was so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> it
0: was. It was. That was tight. That was tight.
1: We going not have more of those this year. But um, yeah. Um, appreciate okay. appreciate you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, tapped in with us, listening this far into the podcast. Appreciate you. You're a real homie. But Anson Henry, you know, go check him out. Unconventional Voices of Track and Field, Sprinter Views, Realist Track and Field Show. We'll have those in the show notes. Make sure y'all rate the podcast. You know, drop down a little comment, too. Let us know what y'all, y'all think. But appreciate y'all. And until next time, we'll see you on Two Black Runners every single Two Black Tuesday. Peace. <laughs>